0: You are listening to CBS Wire. Inequality, poverty, hunger and climate changes. These are some of the topics we hear about every time we turn on the news. And although the stories are presented in the news, it is no news for anyone that the world is facing a lot of challenges these years. But what can we do to fight these challenges? and where to start? These are some of the questions a new group of students from universities around Denmark, including CBS, tries to answer. They call themselves sustainability influencers, and what they do is to influence people, companies, and organizations to participate in making the world a better place. We here at CBS Wire met three of them. Now it is your turn.
1: Um, okay, I can start. <laughs> uh, my name is Alexander, um, and I'm a sustainability influencer. I am 24 years old, and I study uh, international business on my master's here at CBS.
2: I'm Charlotte. <laughs> I'm also a sustainability influencer. I'm 26 years old, and I'm doing my master in uh, innovation and
3: entrepreneurship here at CBS. And my name is Chantel. And I also study at CBS. I study intercultural marketing and communication. And I'm also a sustainability influencer. And yeah. Mm.
0: <laughs> so you're uh, all sustainability influencers. Can you try to explain to me what being a sustainability influencer is all about and what you do in general? Yeah. Should I all
4: say
3: right. that one? Yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> well Well, um, it's like a one-year program um, mm. initiated by... CBS Prime, and Student Innovation House. And we are to propel the sustainability goals uh, set by FN, UN. There are 17 goals in total. And so our job is to um, bring about awareness among students about these goals. And we do that through mobilizing, engaging, and also empowering students to act upon these goals. Um, So that's basically it.
0: Why did you become sustainability influencers?
3: <laughs> it's actually funny, because Sheldon and I had like a heated discussion about it, <laughs> where we actually <laughs> maybe found out why we did without thinking about it. Mm. Would you like to start? Yeah, I mean, f- actually
2: for both of us, mm-hmm. but uh, the start was kind of the fashion industry. So I personally um, engaged uh, with the fashion industry, and I found out that this whole industry... I don't want to say the word, but <laughs> okay, say it. It's fucked,
1: totally
2: fucked up, and um, it's the second most polluted industry, directly after the oil industry, and no one cares. I mean, since it's not happening in front of our doors in a way, no one cares about it. Um, so for me, that was kind of the starting point uh, to engage and commit, and uh, also in a professional way to help to make this change towards a more sustainable fashion industry happen um, and i think it's all started with this one movie um, the true costs where they see and like show us how yeah how the whole system works and
3: that was terrifying mm.
1: yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah for me actually i think it started um, i went to zambia where i'm from mm. um, from some summers ago And I realized that a lot of the cars down there are not cars manufactured newly. It's like used cars. And also I found, like, there's a concept called salaula, where, like, um, donated clothes can be bought at markets. And I also found, like, there are a lot of landfills. And what shook me a lot was, like, these cars are being shipped from the West. The clothes are being shipped from the West. And, you know, the plastic also mostly is produced in the West. And I thought we'd speak about, you know sustainability here and how to tackle the problems but when in the reality like it's interconnected because if we keep sending things down there we also keep ourselves in this loop of not being able to um, develop into more sustainable business models because if we recycled some of the things that are being done down there we could actually have more sustainability also here so just to like stress how interdependent it is that all the climate and um, change mm-hmm. and so on
1: Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. For, I guess for me, I'm more interested on the the energy, climate uh, side of things. I don't know. I was just interested in like, we have this resource that technically powers the whole world. And we don't like really know like how we use it. And like we've been told like we're using too much, but people aren't, can't really see it because it's like, oh, it's power. It's technically invisible. So mm-hmm. I was just interested in that from day one. And um, I started uh, working uh, with it uh, in my professional career, and I started taking like electives about it. And I just it's more like a, the boring way, I guess, <laughs> yeah. from studying, working with it, and just learning more about it. And that's also why I joined this program, uh, not only to spread what I know, but also to learn some more mm-hmm. and uh, from other people. Like uh, I would never know about this,
0: you, the things you're telling me. <laughs> so I think that's really cool. <laughs> so there's uh, kind of like uh, three, you know. Uh, different ways into this uh, world of uh, sustainability. Yeah. But there's many more ways. Oh, many like
1: more. every like person in the network and uh, that are sustainability influencers mm. basically have a different background and yeah. different things they care about. So that's like why it's super cool to, when we're all together mm. and it's like, oh, I really care about this because yeah. of, like this goal and like oh and like then we discover interdependencies between yeah, exactly. the goals and stuff like this. Mm.
3: Yeah,
1: that's one of my favorite things. Yeah. Also, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: So right now I'm standing at Nørreport Station, and I'm waiting for the next train to Nordhavn Station. I'm going to meet with uh, Mette Fjelland, who's the communications and liaison officer at the UN City in Copenhagen. And she's going to tell me a lot about uh, the progress in achieving the 17 SDGs.
2: Yeah, good you.
0: The interdependencies between the goals that the sustainability influencers discover when they discuss different sustainability issues is crucial if you want to make a change, according to Medefjellen.
4: If we start to cherry-pick and say, I want this one and I want that one, I think we, we lose the opportunity and the impact that we can have if we try to work with those 17 goals from a holistic perspective and mm. in an integrated manner. So this, I think, is going to be our greatest challenge um, as we go forward, is that we cannot just work on uh, poverty without looking at climate change uh, Mm -hmm. and decent jobs. We cannot work on climate change without also looking at the social dimensions, um, because they are so interrelated. Mm -hmm. And um, so this, I think, and and it's, it's tempting and I think it's tempting for everybody to, to do that and say, okay, well, I'm working on this. And But I think it's not, and I'm trying to say this, to, to, I think the way we need to, we need to, I started out by saying that the SDGs have changed the way, they've redefined how we, how we look at sustainability and how we define development.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
4: think this goes, if we all start to think about Whatever action we do, look at what is the imp- what is the social impact, what is the economic impact, and what is the environmental impact. Then we, are getting, then we are getting somewhere. Then we are probably moving in the right direction. But don't look at it in isolation. I'm only working on environment. Think about how does that action also affect on, other, on, on these other two dimensions.
0: The fact that one has to look at both the social, economic and the environmental impact raises the question, if it even matters to be a group of student influencers who doesn't have the power and influence as politicians and governments have. Does it matter to be an influencer in relation to being a politician or something like that, for example, who can, you know, push the buttons and do stuff to prevent these challenges.
2: Oh, wow. Um, Yeah, actually, some people ask me, okay, now you're an influencer, um, could you also imagine to go into politics? Mm. I personally have to say no. (laughs) No. Because I believe also in the power of good and sustainable businesses, and not only in governments. I mean, of course, that's super important as well. But uh, I believe also in the small changes, step by step, either from from us personally and like the daily lives, but also on businesses and how, how they're
3: doing. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. and also
3: you can say that the businesses also in a way um, impact how the government make the laws. So if there are more companies that are becoming more sustainable, they would also pressure the government to act more sustainable because these are also voters mm-hmm. and people who work at this company. You know know about the company will also be affected by how the company does business and maybe demand more sustainability in the society in general so it's like a cause and effect I think
1: mm. yeah I think it's a really good question I think like we as uh, people are still trying to find out like this new term of influencers are like what is it exactly and like how 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 strong is it we, but we know it's it's working because we're seeing all this um like like the reach these influencers have and mm-hmm. how it affects the end uh, consumer is really strong. So yeah. I think, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it can have an influence on like politicians down the road, especially. Mm. Yeah.
0: Mm. You told me that, that you would try to inspire uh, other students um, and you said that you had some events mm-hmm. sometimes uh, also. Is there uh, any other uh, things that you... Uh, do actually to. Work. I mean
2: the the yeah it's like all the events we can tell you about it yeah, later, yeah. Mm. Um, but I mean it's also things like right now mm. doing a podcast and mm. uh, talk just talking about sustainability mm. helps or also talking about the SDG goals is so important and I realize for example that not so many people actually know about it. Mm. So the first thing is talking about it, creating awareness, and then Mm. engaging people by reading like a blog post, listening to a podcast, uh, participating in our events and workshops. And the next thing is that we help them Kind of to become the next agency and advocate for the SDGs, Mm. Mm. Um, so that they are inspire others.
1: Yeah. Yeah, how we practically do it is like we're technically we're all sustainability influencers and we all like communicate with each other, share ideas or whatever. But we're like sorted into three teams, which is baseline. Like, what are we? Like, what is the point of this? The whole thing. And there's the communication team, and then there's the event team, and then we work together on all these things. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And actually, we are re- we are representing fully the whole uh, squad now yeah. because <laughs> we have one squad. representative from each oh. team now. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. So I would be in the baseline team. We're trying to figure out like, what do students actually think about like the sustainability goals, uh, stuff like this. So we from there can gauge like okay how do we actually influence like what is the power of our influence can we move something Mm -hmm. can we change something in people's
0: attitudes but um, one thing is to you know talk about uh, these issues and to discuss it and to influence others Mm -hmm. another thing is to act yeah what do you do uh, to act in fighting these uh, challenges of the world yourselves well individually
3: individually, i think one of the Things such as this mm-hmm. uh, do is make an impact, and also um, we are invited to um, events where we get a seat at the table um, in companies that are established now, um, who not necessarily um, address the sustainability agenda. So by getting a seat at the table, you know, by at bigger businesses at this point, also gives a greater impact because then it sends a signal that young voices. Um, regarding sustainability also matter that it's not just bogus as you said because mm-hmm. it's actually us that are to take over these businesses someday mm-hmm. so the way we have the initiative to build um, responsible businesses actually matters because we have to change these businesses that are yeah established and i would
1: say like on a more like day-to-day level just the small changes in your mindset like oh should i take the bike today oh mm-hmm. did i sort the trash did i like can i optimize how i live my life in a sustainable yeah. way and there's usually there's always a way you can do it mm. like turn off the lights when you leave or whatever like these small changes right though, i think these are very important as well yeah. like just really continue to improve yourself every and day. bringing
3: a bottle to school instead of buying a bottle of water so mm. you can reduce the plastic waste yeah like and small also save money like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah. maybe
2: also we are now all at cbs and of course that is a business career we are focusing on so also thinking for yourself okay For what company do Mm -hmm. I want to work for when I am graduated? How sustainable is that company? Mm. Or shall I maybe rather start up my own sustainable company Mm. and uh, make an impact? Um, All those things. I think Mm -hmm. uh, that's so important, or at least that is what what I care in my like daily life. Okay. What what's also next?
4: Mm,
0: While listening to these three young students, Alexander, Charlotte and Chantil, I really get the impression that it really matters to change one's lifestyle to a more sustainable one while trying to influence other young people. And young people in particular are very important in the fight to save the world, according to Mettefjelland.
4: I think young people in particular are extremely important. Relevant and important to engage in this agenda. Not only does you, young people have a particularly vested interest in this agenda, because it's, it's your future, right? Mm. Um, um, so, so, so it's really key. But I think also young people, they are, you know, they're change agents uh, in 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 a whole different way. They have more energy, they're more able to think out of the box, they're more innovative. Uh, but they can also actually really, really push agendas, um, and we have the largest generation of, of young people with 1.8 billion mm. youth today in the world. So I think if we can mobilise them, you know, they can push that with the political leaders and saying, you know, this is our future. We need to make a change.
0: So, so yeah, that's uh, pretty much in line with uh, what I wanted to ask you about, because there's these uh, three students from sustainability influencers and And that is an organization of uh, students from universities around Denmark who try to influence other students. And to me it seems like there's not much power in doing that, you know, it's not acting that much. Um, But as I can hear from what you're saying, it really matters to, to influence others, to make a change.
4: I think it matters a lot, and mm. I think, and um, I think, I think it's great to hear that that um, young people who are who are making these initiatives, and, and please don't stop. Um, you've got to start somewhere. Mm. Um, I think you've got to start by, first of all, I think raising awareness that this agenda has been adopted, that there is a political commitment by all member states, including Denmark, to to fulfil uh, these goals by 2030. Uh, but then also push, you know, uh, among peers to say, okay, we can actually make a change. We can make a change, um, uh, and and change starts uh, also um, at local level and at a personal level. Of course, we need the political as well. I mean, this is critical. There has to be the political um, incentives have to be there as well, and be put in place and, um, and and adjustments. But I think we can also make an enormous change just. At a, at a at a at an individual level um i think one example is some years back you know nobody bought um ecological uh, food um it was really expensive and nobody really and nobody thought it was um get sort of off the ground if you like but the more they then bought it then there was a Financial incentives for companies to say, okay, there's a market, so we'll produce this. And then the more there was a market, it came down in price, and then the more people bought it. So I think this is again, I think this was very consumer-driven. Actually, this was our individual act, actions that that probably pushed that agenda, uh, rather than a pat- particular political kind of push. I would say, um, I think right now we have a huge challenge with single-use plastic. Um, and we, I talked about garbage before, that we have more garbage than anybody else in, in Europe, uh, not an impressive statistics. I think we can each take responsibility. It may not make a big difference if, if one person kind of remembered their plastic bag or a usable bag when they, when they go shopping for food. But if 5 million does... Or if you know one billion Chinese people do it, you know, then we really can make a change. You mm. know, so and so I think yes, we can. But you also need to start with yourself. And again, do you do you need a car or can you rely on your bike? Uh, I think most of us probably can. Mm. Um, do you need to eat meat many times a week? We know that this is one of the big challenges. You could reduce maybe to one time a week. Mm. Throw away less food is another option. Uh, buy local produce, take shorter showers, switch off the light. I mean, I think there's many ways that you can actually, as an individual, make a difference. And and it's, it needs to start somewhere. Mm. And then, of course, we would also like to see that the from the political side, that they also make incentives to do that on, on a grander scale. So I would just please encourage that. Keep at it. At the same time as we push our politicians to also make the necessary um, incentive structures.
0: Charlotte, Chantal and Alexander will continue as sustainability influencers until August, when new students will carry on the initiative and become the next generation of influencers. As Chantel mentioned earlier in this podcast, the Sustainability Influencers Programme was launched in an association with CBS Prime and Student and Innovation House last year. I was curious and asked them how far they expected Sustainability Influencers to be in the progress of creating a better world in a year from now.
3: Uh, A year from now, hopefully, Hmm. the things we have done have hopefully made an impact for next year. In terms of like more students um, have, like demanding um, sustainability in their curricula, for an instance, and also maybe um, institutions knowing that this is a need for you know more sustainable businesses and so on.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I think it's already like so many it's governments and individuals and uh, companies addressing these goals, but to I mean, the goals are communicated like this. No poverty. Yeah. So within one year, no, definitely not. Mm. Within 10 years, maybe also
0: Unfortunately. Sometimes.
2: Mm. Yeah, that's the thing. I I went to a conference in Rome uh, from the Club of Rome. I don't know if you know it, but uh, they released 50 years ago this uh, amazing book, The Limits of Growth, and it all began in a way and... um, that was also a really depressing conference mm. because in the end, I went out there and people, um, yeah, people who won the Nobel prize, they said, it's not even possible to reach all, to achieve all these goals. Um, yeah, so I think we, we, we have to see, but of course, we are working on it and everyone should work towards the goals, but yeah. if we can reduce poverty, 100%, mm. I'm not sure.
3: No. But that's also the, you know, it's, essential part of understanding how correlated they are because if you reach one goal that could also mean that you reach you know some of the other ones so you can only measure the impact when you know the goals are set to be reached because by then you cannot measure like ongoing how much each you know uh, goal is being reached so that's also the problem by setting a time limit mm. because then you should probably have reached all the goals by then
0: so according to Chantel you can only measure the impact when the goals are set to be achieved, which is in 2030. I can't wait that long. So I asked Mette for a status of how far we are progressing in achieving the goals by now.
4: Yeah, how's it going? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
4: since the 1990s last 25 years, the world has actually never progressed as fast as it has in terms of social development. It has never, from, from back when we started to, to measuring these, it has never changed as fast as it has um, in the last 25 years, and particularly since accelerated, at accelerated speed since the since year 2000. Um, that um, goes for poverty reduction. We have reduced extreme poverty in the world from some 47% in 1990 to down to 10% today. Mm. And this is at a time when we've had a, an increase in population, right? So, so there's still been a reduction in, in poverty, a dramatic uh, reduction in poverty. We are healthier than we've ever been. We live longer. Mm. Um, actually, since the 1960 till today, we have increased our life expectancy by 20 years. That says something about our state of health, our access to health care, our access to medicine, and so forth, right? And how healthy we eat and so forth. Child mortality, that means children under five that dies of preventable diseases, which they still do, like diarrhea or malaria or, you know, um, accidents for that matter, has increased by 50% since 1990. And materna- maternal health, which is women giving birth, dying giving birth, it has reduced by forty five percent. These are dramatic figures, you know, and, and that means a lot of children being saved um, and and mothers being saved. Um, one ninety well, percent of children in development countries in developing in developing countries now attend school, primary school today. So we are, you know, we are richer, we are more educated, we are healthier than we've ever been before. So
0: uh, we're moving in a positive direction.
4: We're definitely moving in, in, in the right direction. Mm. So it is actually quite discouraging that people don't know about this and that we have these statistics. It says 70 to 90% actually think there has been no change. You know, there's been no change to poverty reduction. I've had even you know, political spokespersons Uh, sort of saying, you know, we've been giving development aid for 50 years and there's been absolutely no change. And then you have to say, actually, there has been significant change, historical changes. Um, So this is really important uh, to know because if we don't know that, if we don't know that the world has really dramatically changed, you know, it provides a pretty poor basis for our Policies and investments in developing countries and how we approach it. Um, but it also gives us little hope and incentives uh, that we can change the world, you know, mm. that it is possible for it to influence change. So, so, so this is one thing I think why it was adopted. I think the political leaders, on the one hand, the sense that you know, we are moving in the right direction, we just need to kind of continue this path. I think the other reason is also that there was a, 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 a sort of a sense of urgency, a recognition of the sense of urgency, and this is about climate change and, and the globalization, that we really need to address um, this challenge, and, and this, this cannot be done. Um, this cannot be um, addressed by one country alone. It has to be a collective effort. Um, so And I think, thirdly, I think political leaders and, and the rest of us should also know that it, there are opportunities today, that, that it is actually possible to achieve the 17 goals. Um, we do really? have the resources. We have the knowledge and the data and the technology. So we have actually... We have the resources, we have the knowledge. With the adoption of this, maybe we also now have the political opportunities to to do something about it. Yeah.
0: It seems like there is hope for the world and for mankind in the future. But if we want to create a better world, we all need to do something. Just like Mette the UNDP and the sustainability influencers do. You have listened to CBS Wire, and we urge you to tell everyone you know about our podcast. If you're interested in knowing more about the sustainability influencers, or even become an influencer yourself, you can read more on their website, sdgadvocates.dk, or find them on Facebook or Instagram. Thank you for listening.